you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz. With me, as always, is Devin. And we have a special guest with us today, Joey Casada, drummer, actor, writer, producer. <laughs> He's got a book, new book come out. Um, it's called Wrestling with Joey Licious. Um, yes. A little bit of background about uh, Joey real quick. So, um, like I said, drummer, actor, but also, too, so his band, ZO2, uh, toured with acts such as Kiss, Alice Cooper, The Scorpions, Dream Theater, Stone Temple Pilots, Twisted Sister. Uh, Joey also co-wrote, produced the hit IFC series Z-Rock. Tagline, Rock Band by Night, Kid Band by Day. Z-Rock went on to become the number one rated show on IFC, which is awesome. And again, so right now, currently, the book is out. Again, Wrestling with Joey Licious, the number one wrestling book on an Amazon. Is that right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Guys, that, too, that was a crazy buildup. Thank you so much. I don't know if I'm going to live up to that hype. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I got to do it, man. I gotta, I'm, I'm your hype man right now, Joey. I got I you. I love it. <laughs> That's that's why he's the best. Right. <laughs> so so Dev, I mean, we're gonna go back and forth with a couple questions. Devin, I'll let you take it off from here with the first question for Joey. Oh yes, yes, yes. But first, first off, I, I know we said it in pre-show that you know thank you and honor. But once again, I just want to say it again, man. We appreciate you stopping by. Thank you again. We're so blessed and honored for you to come by Absolutely. and just uh, giving this opportunity, basically. So we appreciate that, man. Again, like I said before, I thank you guys again. You know, I love I love doing podcasts. I love wrestling podcasts. You know, more than anything, I listen to so many. I came across you guys. You know, and the thing I like I like about you know wrestling podcasts, it's not just wrestling. It's the rapport between you guys. So that's what I enjoyed. Oh man, awesome. appreciate awesome. it. That's great. To hear. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it, man. All right. So the first question, man. Like, so. This book, by the way, I read about seven chapters so far. It's hilarious. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. Man, uh, your your buddy Scally, is that right? Is that is that the name I said? That, I said it yes, right? Yes, it is. That's right. Uh, he is definitely pushing the limits of, uh, of the friendship. <laughs> so, and, uh, <laughs> and like he really has in real life. He's you know he's full. Most of that stuff, you know, even though it's a fictitious world, it's yeah. heavily based on my real life. Ah, okay, okay, and that, and that leads me to my next question. That's perfect. So I was like, so basically, what was the the process behind writing the book? So the process behind writing the book. So again, like I said, you know, you build me up. I'm an actor. I'm a drummer. You know, I was a drummer first. You know, I did a lot of things in the music business. I toured the world. I did. I I was on Broadway. I did a lot of stuff. This book and this wrestling with Joey Licious world is almost like my alternate reality. You know, what if when I was a kid, when I was five, six, seven years old, I had two dreams. One was becoming a rock star and one was becoming a professional wrestler. I went the route of becoming a rock star because I never had the size of a professional wrestler. I never could, you know, train as a wrestler as a kid like, you know, they have performance uh, center today. 
So I went the route of the rock music. Now this is, okay, what if I made a right instead of a left? So that's kind of where the book started. So the book didn't start as a book. It, it's, it's, a, it's a series that I created. Um, there's, there's shorts streaming on Amazon Prime right now, you know, with guys like Mick Foley, Roddy Piper, The Iron Sheik, yes, Nikolai yes. Volkov. Um, Tito Santana. Yes. The shorts are streaming on Amazon Prime. You can also see them on my YouTube page at Joey Casada. So the show is really, it's a show first. And because of COVID, because production had to stop, Hollywood mm. shut down, pitch meetings stopped, the whole world shut down. I decided, okay, let me pivot and I'll make a novel out of the first season scripts of Wrestling with Joey Licious. And that's really what you have there. It, it's it's the first book that's released right now is basically the first five episodes of what you would see in Wrestling with Joe Alicious when eventually it'll be on air. Oh, man, man, that's great. So so basically when because when, I saw some of the episodes on Amazon, Same. I saw the one with Roddy Piper. I saw Mick Foley, uh, Tino. Uh, I saw that one as well. Tito's All hilarious. Right yes, yes. And, and it leads me to my next question about the book now. Like, what was the hardest part about writing the, the, the book now, transitioning? So the book, again, the book was really easy to write because it was really written already. Like I said, the scripts were written. We had the first season completely mapped out. Every person mm-hmm. you, you're reading about in the book is already signed on to the show. Guys like Hulk Hogan, all these guys want to be involved in the show. They're signed on to be part of this show when we eventually get it fully filmed and and on air but you know the only the only difficulty was how do we make scripts into a novel and you know i I had a book before this i had my i released my autobiography last year but that was much easier to write because it's literally just writing in first person and you know you're i'm writing it as myself whereas this Mm -hmm. book i had to take the scripts and kind of build this world you know there's a scene i'm not sure if you're up to this scene or not but there's a scene in the book where Rick Flair and I battle a bunch of senior citizens at a bingo hall. So, you know, it, you know, I basically had to, you know, it, it was, I had to kind of make sure that I kind of really spell out and make you smell that bingo hall and make you feel and oh, smell man. those senior citizens. And, yes. you know, when they hit me in the head with, with a wheelchair or something, I want to make you feel it. And that's, you know, so that was the challenge in the book because again, when you're doing a television show, I don't have to write that stuff out. You're going to mm-hmm. see it. So yeah, all right. I have to write right. is a little skeleton. But when you're writing a book, I have to spell out every little detail of every scene. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it came across. I'm getting great reviews. Oh, it did. It, I definitely laughed my ass off. I enjoyed the part <laughs> uh, when you were describing. Uh, uh, I don't want to do any spoilers, but, you know, it, it was no, one part. No, go ahead. There's no spoilers. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it, it was one part when you had to face uh, Tiny. Uh, yes. And yes, yes, and he was like, I don't know if I could pick up this, you know, this this fat son of a bitch, man, because he's he's huge, but a guy named Tiny, and and the way this, you know, your character is is always, you know, it seemed like he's always falling. I didn't know he, I didn't know if he can do it, and the, the build up, and he, he got up, and you set it up, and he finally did it, you know, like the whole uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Andre Giant thing, uh, co- comparison which he did. Which was great, but I was laughing my ass off, man. It, it was just, it was funny, man. The way you just painted the picture, my my wife is, you know, hearing my laughing. She she act like I'm I'm just watching a TV show. No, I'm reading. Perfect. And that's really, you know, it, it's. I'm so glad you said that because that's really what it's about. 
you know, this will be a television show very soon. So I wanted to make oh, sure I was man. a little nervous by doing this as a book because I didn't know, could I get the physical comedy across? And for people mm -hmm. who don't know, you know, the premise behind the book is me as a wannabe wrestler. I grew up a wrestling fan. I pursued wrestling my whole life. I'm now in my 40s. Um, I live at home with my mom still. I'm still, you know, making 50 bucks a week, you know, work, wrestling one hour a week in grammar school gyms. And these wrestling legends appear to me in my imagination. And they kind of give me this wrong advice to steer me in, hopefully in the right direction. But it always backfires. And, you know, I get left in the dust. And it always, you know, every wrestler that I speak to or gives me advice always backfires on me. So it's kind of like this Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm meets Rocky. That's kind of how I like to describe it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to jump here with a question. So with um, like I was seeing the clips and seeing all the different wrestlers, I was like, wow, you know, it's basically a who's who of Hall of Famers. How did you go about reaching out to the different wrestlers to, to get them on board? Because there's just so many people. And I'm like, wow. And it just so I just had to ask a question. Like, how, how did you what was that process like? So after my old TV show, Z-Rock, ended, that, that aired um, from, uh, for a couple seasons. We ended around 2010, 2011. One of those episodes, we actually had Chris Jericho as one of the guest stars. And, you know, from there, I got this bug to act more. And I wanted to write my own series based on that character that I played on Z-Rock, which was Joey Licious. Joey Licious has a much earlier origin than that. You know, I was Joey Licious growing up. I would go to the bar with my friends and carry my belt around with me, and I would beg the bouncer, can you please choke slam me out of the bar and throw me out, please? You know, stuff like that. So, you know, this Joey Licious character has been around forever, but Z-Rock, when I played him on camera and it worked so well, my rapport with Chris Jericho, I said, you know what? I can take this character and build my own series around him. So after Z-Rock ended... You know, I literally just, you know, people always ask, how did you get these legends? How do you write a TV show? It's really just hard work. You go about, you go on the internet, you look up agents, you, or you look up managers, or you look up people's personal info, and you start contacting them. Luckily for me, I got a hold of Jimmy Stucker was the very first person I got a hold of. And oh, wow. I got a hold of his wife, and I pitched a show to her, and luckily I had this other hit TV show that I can kind of piggyback off of, and I... I showed her a clip of the Chris Jericho scene, and I said, hey, we're, this is kind of what we're looking to do. It's going to be this wacky world. I want Jimmy to play a really exaggerated version of himself. And I sent her a script. They loved the script. And soon enough, I, I, was, fil you know, I was filming with Jimmy Snooker sitting on a park bench in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe it. You know, cars were driving by screaming, Superfly, Superfly. Oh, and you know, I was like living my childhood again. You know, at the end of, this, uh, end of the skit, I'm not sure if you saw the snooker one. Of course, I had to have him blast me in the head with a coconut. So it worked so well. And then once we had that in the can, word got around in the wrestling community. Jimmy shared it to a few people. Jimmy got it to Roddy for me and then got it to Mick for oh, me. Man. And, you know, the snowball just rolled down the mountain. And I would wake up in the morning and I would have emails and phone calls, voice messages from wrestling legends. I had Ted DiBiase on my voicemail. I had a text from Ric Flair oh. saying, hey, uh, spoke to Jimmy about the show. Love the idea. Give me a call back. 
I had a message from Jimmy Hart on my phone saying, hey, baby, I want to be part of this Joey Licious, baby. <laughs> and he left me like a three-minute voicemail that I still kept. A little awesome. talking a mile a minute. He must have said three million words in about three minutes. So once, once I got something on film that I could showcase these legends, everyone just wanted to be a part of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, again, with, with you working with all these people and you being such a big fan, um, do you ever have those like, oh, my God, I'm working with this person? <laughs> and if so, what was maybe the biggest one for you where you were like, wow, I, I'm working with so-and-so? Well, I say this all the time. My wife makes fun of me because she tells me there's no such thing as Joey Licious TV show. There's no book. You just want to go play with your wrestling legend friends and have them put put all their finishing maneuvers on you on you. And, I, and you know, she's right. You know, I loved I love every second being on set with these guys. You know, Roddy being with Roddy on set was the first time that I felt, whoa, this is I mean, Jimmy Snooker really was my first legend that I loved growing up. He's the one that got me into wrestling. But mm. when I got Roddy on set, you know, seeing Roddy all those years with Hogan and, you know, the rock and wrestling connection and all that stuff. That was when I really had to step back and say, what the hell is it? How am I on set right now? Roddy Piper, I'm in a kilt. He's in a kilt and he's about to put me in a sleeper hold. Where the hell am I? Yeah. And, and deliver a nice sweet leg drop too. <laughs> and we had, it was so funny cause we, we put like the little censorship thing when the, when the skirt came down with the yeah. leg drop, it, it worked perfect. <laughs> That's a nice touch right there. Yes. <laughs> and the good thing is, too, so much of the stuff, and you probably don't even realize it, a lot of the dialogue, these wrestlers, again, I wanted to build a show. Some of these 80s legends and even 90s legends can't wrestle anymore. They're out of the spotlight. What what can they do in the public eye? I wanted to mm. give them all an outlet. They're absolute superstars. When you get them on camera, they're so sharp, so witty, so fast with everything they say. you got to remember... They're doing live interviews, live TV for 20, 30 years, the these time. guys. That's not right. scripted like it is today. Fully improv. So when I got them on set, we had a loose script, but it was mostly improv by these guys. Like mm. there's a scene with Mick Foley where the scene called for, I wrote in the script that I'm in the hospital. I have a stomach ache because I can't drink milk, full, you know, yeah. milk. And he tells me, well, why don't you, you know, Mick Foley appears in the hospital bed, you know, just like he appeared next to Stone Cold in that famous scene. And he appears to me, he said, hey, well, why don't you drink almond milk? And I'm like, Mick, Mick, how do you make milk, milk from almonds? How is that even possible? And that was all the script said. Mick took it upon himself to say, well, you know, Joey, almonds have no nipples. So, you, <laughs> and, you know, the crew oh, erupted. Funny. We all erupted. We wow. had to take the scene five times because it was just so funny. We couldn't get the take right because everyone started laughing. So these guys are so funny, so witty. I just wanted to give them an outlet to, to really show their talent. Nice. Um, I'm going to dig in a little deeper with you. So, favorite wrestler all time? Because, again, working with so many Hall of Famers, but, like, who would, if you had to say, like, okay, this is, you know, my favorite, the number one wrestler all time, who would it be for you? I mean, it's easy. Again, if you if you started reading my book or, or you know anything about the show, the show is basically about me, my buddy Scally, and the main guest star, the Hulkster, baby. You know, I, I'm a big Hogan mark. I love Hogan. You know, he, we got a little Thunder Lips action right here. <laughs> so, nice. you know, I'm a, I'm a big Hogan mark. The, the show really is about, it starts off me seeing Hogan, and this is a true story, me seeing Hogan win the title for the very first time against the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. 
that's how the book opens. And it kind of flashes forward to me, you know, 30 years later now in my 40s, still struggling to be a wrestler. But that moment in time when I saw Hogan win that title, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler for the rest of my life. So if I have to pick one guy, it's definitely Hogan. Nice, nice. And then let's flip it to today. So in terms of the wrestling landscape today, like who's or you don't have to say your favorite wrestler, but just like who are some wrestlers now that catch you that you say like, okay, I like this guy, like what he's doing. I mean, there's so many different guys today. You know, again, I, I love the improv aspect. Of course, I'm a really good friend of Chris Jericho's. I'm still a big fan of his. I think some of the stuff he's doing in AEW is exactly yes. exactly <laughs> what the wor- wrestling world needs. It's you know, he still puts on a great match, but he's not one of these high spot guys. I'm not a big high spot guy. I'm not a big you know having six guys outside the ring waiting to catch the guy that jumps over the top rope. I'm not into stuff like that. I want to see more storylines i want to see more comedy i want to see more anything that gives me a little bit more character development and of course Mm. chris is a master at that whether it's the mimosa match he just did or you know (laughs) the uh the time they fought you know with with the football gear on in aew and put the cone on his head all that little goofy stuff i think (laughs) it's just so good you know wwe still has some of that stuff you know nxt to me is so good still but believe it or not what i was the biggest fan of was that new NWA Power show that was on YouTube. I'm not sure if you yeah, guys got a chance okay. to really watch it and listen to it. it. It just had this, it was against the grain. It had this old school vibe in, in front of a live studio audience in this little studio. And it, every week, if you watched it from the beginning, and anyone, even your viewers, if they could go back, you can go on YouTube and watch all the episodes. Week to week, you could see the characters developing week to week. The roster is real small, so it was fun to watch. So... Guys like Nick Aldis over there. Guys like Aaron Stevens. Um, I loved all those guys in NWA yeah. Power. Even but, Thunder you know, Rosa is from there. Thunder Rosa from the she, yeah. She's the NWA Women's Champ right now. She's so good. You know, she, Power is what built her up to be on AWA, uh, AEW right now. So, you know, but there's still plenty of uh, WWE guys that I love. I'm, I believe it or not, I'm a, I think I'm a bigger fan of the women's division in WWE mm, right now than I am yeah. of the men's division. Just I think it's just because of the size of the roster. I think the men, there's so many guys there, you never get a chance to really build one guy up. So I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Sasha Banks mark. I, I think uh, she's great. I think the whole storyline with Bailey's great. Then, you know, down in NXT, I love uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, all that stuff. I think they're, they're doing some of the best work. That feud between them, is you know some of the best stuff that I've seen in 20 years. You know what? You just brought you brought up uh, some guys in NXT, and I, I gotta I have you here, so I'm gonna have to ask because <laughs> Devin and I go back and forth on the Johnny Gargano uh, championship matchup with Adam Cole, where Johnny Gargano won the title uh, for the first time. And Devin, he, you know, he had a lot of issues with the fact that <laughs> you know the entire undisputed era, you know, was out there, and Johnny somehow found a way. What was your take on that? Like, did you did you enjoy that story? Did you like? I don't know. Just your general thoughts on that. I, uh, yes and no. Uh, so I, I, I might start with uh, both of you guys. Because, you know, I, I, en- I enjoyed the storyline. I'm not sure if, if you know you put Gargano over there against, like you said, the whole undisputed era, really overcoming all those odds. I like Gargano. I like him chasing the title way better than him being the champ. So. You know, I, I always like that storyline better, the chase, rather than once that guy gets the title, it always, to me it always falls a little flat. But, 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Champa Gargano storyline, but it still worked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And again, that's, that's for for me and Devin on this show. That's that's always we always somehow come back to that one match. We do. You know, we have some we strong do. opinions on that. So I just had to have you chime in on that a little bit. Um, <laughs> awesome, Devin. Do you have any more questions before we switch over to predictions? Because I do. Because I, I see you have a great mindset for storytelling. I see that you you love the art of storytelling. So if you had an opportunity, you know, for you know whatever wrestler promotion, your choice, AEW, WWE, who would you write for? I mean, that's a great question. So again, you know, I hate, I even hate the aspect of writing for anybody because to me, Mm -hmm. you know, wrestlers, that's the, I think that's the one issue that WWE has today. I don't care how many writers they have, unless they have a writer, one writer for each wrestler, eventually they're going to start feeling the same and or vanilla. They're just going to be plain. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's something where, you know, in the Attitude Era or the Golden Era, all these eras, I think that you have to let these guys be themselves way more than they're letting. There's no creative freedom. Storylines, of course, have to be mapped out, like just like Pat Patterson and Vince used to do back in the day, but by writers, of course. But I think attitude they you have to write the stories around the real life situations that these characters are bringing on the mic every week so you know like i said i keep bringing back nwa power little stuff would happen every week naturally that the audience would react to that the next week they would build on rather than having a script and saying we're going this way no matter how anyone feels Mm. Every you got to be able to pivot up and down, right to left. You know it has to be that way. And it, wrestling storytelling should be very fluid. They should mm-hmm. have an overall map. You should start building backwards. You know, if I know I want Drew McIntyre to win the title at WrestleMania, you can start building that story backwards. But you got to let it develop a little naturally as far as his character. That's the stuff that I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a great point. I like that you said that. Um, you know, I was thinking about uh, uh, when, as you were talking to just AEW and and how they are as well. Like, I, I feel like you get that more so in AEW than you do in WWE right now. Where, like, a guy like um, you know Brody Lee, for instance, you know, they tried to put him in this box as Luke mm-hmm. Harper, and it wasn't really him. And he talked about that in in a, in a podcast that I'd listened to, where it was just like, you know, I'm a guy from I think it's New York that he's from, but they wanted him to be just something completely different. So, you know, for it to be real, for it to feel like, okay, this, even though this is an exaggeration maybe of who they are, it's still a part of who they are. So, you know, that I, I do enjoy too, so I totally agree with you. Um, speaking of, of AEW, we've seen like an influx of guys from WWE going over to AEW. And I think a, one criticism that some people are saying is that we're almost getting into that WCW yeah. kind of like all of these guys from the WWE now are starting to get the pushes and the AEW talent that's in there that's trying to build themselves up maybe aren't getting the same level of focus as as those guys. What, what do you say to that? I definitely think AEW has to be careful. I think, mm. you know, again, my biggest gripe at WWE right now is the size of their roster. I think you don't need, as you know, I, I never call for anyone to lose their job, but right. you just don't need that many guys. I know they have a lot of hours to fill and a lot of time, to, uh, a lot of shows to fill, but there's just too much going on. It's too much to wrap your head around. And with AEW, I loved how they started. You know, they started, of course, Jericho winning the, the championship and 
you know, he kind of was starting to make the company a little relevant. And then the whole Cody thing that went on that he wasn't allowed to challenge for the title anymore. And then Jericho started pushing some of the other people, whether it was MJF or even like, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and all those guys. Orange Cassidy now. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. Make make the big made guy start pushing the younger guys or the guys who nobody knows about. Even guys like, you know, everyone that's in the inner circle now. They're made men now, but they weren't when we first saw them. Right. Who the hell was Sammy Guevara? Nobody even right. know who he was, right? So, <laughs> right. but now he's the he's the guy because he, you know he had Sam's that little got... that little that little sprinkle of fairy dust on him from Jericho. Mm-hmm. So, I think AEW has to be careful. I don't care that they're bringing in some of the WWE guys because some of them are great. Brody Lee, uh, Rusev is killer, but what they have to stop is you don't want too many guys on the roster. If you're going to bring in those guys, I, like I said, I don't want to call for anyone's job, but start moving some of the guys you're not using out of out of the company. Just don't use them anymore. Are you a, a fan of maybe them creating a second show? Because there was maybe rumors of their, them doing that. Like back in the day, WCW had Thunder. Um, they're doing AEW uh, Dark, but, you know, that, I don't know. I, I feel like that is yeah. not as, um, when it comes to storylines, we don't really get that affecting storylines as much. It kind of feels like it's it's... It's happening in a vacuum, but a second show like Raw has SmackDown. Do you think AEW should do that, or do you think no? Let's just keep the roster kind of somewhat what concise and one show. I'm 100 percent against another show. What I mean, listen, mm-hmm. I get it. I'm from the TV world. I understand. If you get another show, it's that much more income for the company. It's that much. I get it. <laughs> Trust me. Another show would mean the world to them. But as a fan, I got to look back as a fan, not a businessman, and as a fan. Same thing with with Raw and SmackDown. Get rid of the third hour of Raw. I don't even want. I mean, maybe even put oh, SmackDown yes. down down to one hour or throw NXT back on the network. There's just too much mm-hmm. content out there. Mm-hmm. I can't focus on any of it. You guys were talking to me off air before we started. You're like, you know, you up to date on all the storylines. Yes and no. I mean, this. How many hours a week is is wrestling on yeah. TV? <laughs> it so is. I it's a lot I, out I there. DVR everything and I three times fast forward through most of it. I'll, I'll stop here and there periodically when I see a cool match or a, a cool promo, but there's just too much storyline to follow. So I'm totally against another AEW show right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go back and forth on that because I think that, all right, if, you know, maybe if it's done well, okay, but it kind of makes me a little bit nervous. Like you said, I feel like they just need to focus in, make Dynamite just this strong, concise show in and of itself. I think it could work the way it is. So, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I don't even um, know how you guys keep, like, to have a podcast every week and kind of recap <laughs> everything. I don't know how the hell you do it because we're talking three hours of Raw, right? Yeah, two hours of SmackDown, yeah. that's five hours. You've got two hours of AEW. Right, that's yep, seven. Yeah, yeah, you get probably yeah, a little. Yeah. You got NXT for NXT. two hours. Yeah, that's yep, nine yeah. hours of wrestling, yeah. not counting the weeks where there's pay per views, which is almost nah. every week now. Yeah, so yeah. you're talking, <laughs> you're talking, you know, twelve, thirteen hours a week of of just watching wrestling. It's like a full time job. Yeah, 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 in and of itself. And sometimes, you know, you're watching again because you felt like you missed something. And it just, yeah. And then that's not even counting because I'm just a fan. So, you know, there's things in Japan. There's, you know, of course, there's, there's right. ROH. Yeah. There's all yeah. these other things I want to see, too. Like, impact, ah, too. How do I do it all? They're doing yeah. some things in Impact that I see. <laughs> in Impact, watch. right. Yeah. I, yeah, even, right, I didn't even wrestling. mention Impact, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, and I'm sure everyone still goes on the network and watches some old matches and old people. Of course, too. yes, so all the time. I go to bed every night. I throw on, you know, I throw on 
WCW, uh, you know, 605, I'll throw those Saturday night shows on. Almost every mm. night before I go to sleep, I'll watch them in order. They're just gold. It's so much fun to watch that old stuff. But the new stuff, it's so hard to keep up. There's too it's much tough. content. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'll even turn on some of those documentaries they have sometimes on the network because yeah. those are interesting, the behind-the-scenes things. Are. But, yeah, there's a lot of content. That so. show on Vice, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, you guys yeah. see that? Oh, yeah, oh it's that. so good. So yeah. good. So but good. there's so, so much good. wrestling. It's like, ah! It is. It is. <laughs> and then there's load of life it. outside of all <laughs> of that, too. <laughs> yes. You still got to try to Exactly. Do it. I have my work life. I have my personal <laughs> life. I'm a family man. I got kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Little ones to look after. Oh, man. Of course. <laughs> All right, well, then let's transition into this prediction show, if that's okay with you, Joey. Let's do it, yeah. Let's do it? All right, all right, let's do it. So we have got Clash of Champions 2020 happening this Sunday live on the network. And, yeah, this card, I don't know, I'm kind of, uh, there's some matches that I'm really excited about, and there's some that I'm like, it just feels like they're kind of happening, but we're just going to go through them all and just kind of give you our predictions and our takes on what's going on so far. Um Joy, for you, like, what is what is the build up to Clash of Champions been like? And like you said, you're DVRing and you're catching it when you can. So, how what did, are you excited about this pay per view? Where where do you stand with this? I haven't been very excited about a pay per view in a long time. I mean, I, I watch them all, I skim them all. Very rarely am I like tuning in live to make sure I watch it real time and all that stuff. But and even you know, building it as Clash of Champions even bothers me a little bit. Being you know an old NWA guy and an old WCW guy, so mm. I, I still love every. Don't get me wrong; I'm not knocking wrestling. I'm, I'm the biggest wrestling mark in the world, but yes. I, I I don't look forward to it as much as I used to. Just because even sometimes the outcomes of these matches they don't feel like they mean as much as they should. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you there. You know, it, we're and we're gonna get into some where I'm just not sure. Like, okay, like the build up for some of these don't really feel like they have that emotional impact. Yeah. Like I said, it just feels like they're just kind of happening. Force it, um, force it, force it down your throat. Oh, pay per view's coming. Here's a quick right. storyline. Here we go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so pay per views are now on the same schedule as your paycheck. Like every two weeks. Like, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> That's like another two. thing too. Is I feel like they because what was it the last one um, payback. That happened a Payback week after SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> just no buildup. It ended up being okay because the whole thing with Roman Reigns, but at the same time, it just, no buildup. It just was, it felt weird. It felt rushed, like you said, forced down our throats. And I have to ask, too, is anyone paying for these as pay-per-views anymore? First of all, we got to stop pay- <laughs> calling them pay-per-views because right. if you're paying $60 for this, for one show, you're an idiot. Uh, because you, yeah. can, get the net, you yeah. can get the network, get, sign up for the network. For a couple months, you can always get yep. rid of it. Whatever you want to do, yep. you watch the pay-per-views. If yep. you're doing this as a pay-per-view still, yep. I get maybe some bars and stuff do it because it's an event. But it, get rid of the whole pay-per-view model. It's not <laughs> there anymore. True. Yeah, 60 bucks. That that's pretty Come much on. dead at this point. Yeah, no one's called no the network. I hope, I hope no one's doing that. <laughs> right. Get the network. All right, let's let's get into this first. So we've got the women's, the raw women's championship match, Asuka versus Zelina Vega on the kickoff show. Now, you know, this is one where right off the bat, I'm like, okay, out of nowhere, Zelina Vega, she is now going against Asuka for the Raw Championship. I get it. Like, she, to me, I mean, she's a great manager. She's a great talent overall. I do want to see what she can do. But this is kind of like, okay, where did this come from? Right. I felt like there, you know, I was, I would hope that or, or would have wished that they would have done more of a buildup 
towards this to get us more excited about this matchup. Um, there was more with the Mickey James matchup before this than this actual matchup. And then they had Zelina beat Mickey James clean, which, okay, you're trying to yeah. justify that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but we're here. We're here at this matchup. To me, this is kind of a, I don't know, a foregone conclusion in terms of predictions. I would say I think Asuka is going to be, they're going to put her over, have her win this matchup, try to showcase Zelina to say, hey, she's an up-and-comer. Um, but, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like this is one, especially with it being on kickoff, it's going to happen. And, like, a, a month from now, I don't know that we'll remember that this match happened, unfortunately. So, that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, we'll probably uh, get the, the rematch the following night. Most likely, that's how they usually do it. You think so, right off the bat? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not going to do a title. They're not going to do a title switch. But they're uh, most likely they'll probably do a rematch of this match. I can see them doing it again because it's on the kickoff show, right? You right. know, they're not going to do a title switch on the kickoff show. So I, obviously, I have Oscar going over Selena Vega, but we'll see it again on Monday. Yeah, for me, I I, I love love Selena. I think she's great, but you know. Again, I'm a big roster guy. Not too many people on the roster. Leave Zelina where she is. She's gold as a manager. She's so yeah. good, mm-hmm. so smart, quick on the mic. She builds any anyone she's with. She builds them up right away. You put her with with her with them. They're better for it. So, yeah. and I know she's a great in in ring worker too because we've all seen her work. But yeah. leave her where she is. Every once in a while, you could throw her into some kind kind of weird match, but. Don't have her challenging for the title already. It almost seems so predictable. I'm going to go with Zelina <laughs> winning the title because it, it, it seems like right. it's a, what, are the, what, are you, what are you doing? There's got to be more to this that maybe we're not seeing. Right. That I'm going to go with Zelina. I think she's going to take it. Yeah, you know what? That you're you're totally you're so right because it just seems yes. so predictable. You would feel like just to make it interesting, <laughs> yeah. they'll just give us a curveball. Just be like, yeah, no, we all know you think, or we think we know that everyone is thinking one way. Let's just go another way just to make it interesting. And then maybe so, maybe Oscar wins it the next night on Raw, like you said. Right, wins it, wins it right back. <laughs> <laughs> wins it right back. There we there go. We go. got a rematch. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let's move forward. So then, after that main card of the pay per view, um, we don't have an official order, but I'm going to go with this here. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews in a rematch for the United States Championship. Um, this one, again, not real buildup. I mean, it's a rematch, sure, but on Raw, it's in more about the, the hurt business versus retribution, which, oh man, we haven't really talked about this yet, but the whole retribution storyline. Have you seen, Joey, the retribution, like the reveal now and what that looked like? And what's your take? Yeah, I mean, again, I've been following it, like I said before. I'm skimming through it. I saw the reveal. It, it is what it is. I, you know, I thought the buildup was better than the reveal, yeah. unfortunately. You know, I, I was hyped for it. I was kind of excited <laughs> yes. about it. You know, and then you're like, all right, same old, same old garbage. But right, I think, right. this, you know, this is going to be match-wise, in-ring-wise. I think I love both of these guys, first of all. I think yeah. both of them are phenomenal. I think, un- again, unfortunately, th- they're not used the right way. I think both of these guys could be absolute main eventers. I know they're, you know, the U.S. title and stuff, but it just feels like another throwaway match the way they put this on the card. I think both of these guys, especially, well, actually, you know, equally. I love Lashley all the time. Lashley could have, should have come back more of this monster, and they didn't really do it the right way. You know what I mean? And then Apollo Crews, same thing, coming out of NXT, you know, unfortunately with a lot of guys. It just fell flat on his face after NXT. So 
Yeah. It just feels a little bit forced. Um, I'm gonna. I got to go with Lashley in the match, but I, you know, it almost doesn't matter to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, Devin, you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Obviously, I'm gonna go with Bobby Lashley. But when you were talking about Apollo Cruz, I always felt like he, when he came out of NXT, he, he came out too early. Came yeah. out way too early. I kind of felt like he, he could have stayed down there, maybe go for an NXT Championship title run or. Uh, at the time, I think they had a North American belt. But if they had it, you know, let him go for one of those belts or even, hell, even the tag team belt. But just let him get more time to, to develop his character so we can understand what Apollo Crews is all about. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going uh, also, too, with Bobby Lashley in this one. Um, but I agree with what you guys are saying about Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley. Um, for for this matchup, it's just like, okay, it's happening. I, I'm, I'm more... Even though I'm not like this whole retribution thing is not, um, you know, going as planned as I'm saying, I'm more interested in the the hurt business retribution angle of this versus the Bobby Lashley Apollo Crews match. But as a match, these two guys, you know, will, you know, go out there, put on a show, do their best. And it's going to be, you know, a solid match overall. Um, So I am I am rooting for them to just go out there and put on a show. But, uh, yeah, it's just like the buildup here, I feel like it could have been done a lot better. Um, and real quick, not to sidetrack us too much, but um, <laughs> jo- um, Devin sent me a, a picture of Retribution. It kind of triggered something for me, and I sent him a meme back. So I'm going to try to describe this whole situation for you, Joey. So, you know, Retribution, obviously they have the masks and everybody, you know, there's all jokes and stuff like that going on on social media. So he sends me a picture of, uh, who was it? Was it T-Bar? It was T-Bar. So it's That's T-Bar right. with the mask, and it's got, like, uh, terrorized, uh, brutalized, all these things. It's like that, I guess that's a tweet he sent out. And I'm like, and as soon as I saw that, I don't know if you saw the show Beast Wars back in the day, but it's basically Transformers. But, yeah, I remember, um, of course. Like, of course. The be- <laughs> of course. So immediately when I saw that with Terrorize, I'm just thinking of T-Bar saying... <laughs> Retribution, <laughs> terrorize, <laughs> and I said to, I couldn't find the, this as a as a made uh. gift meme, uh, so I made it myself. Sent it to Devin. He was dying laughing. <laughs> so yeah, I just had to share that story. So because. good, I love it. I love it. I'm a big Transformer mark, so I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> laughing my ass off when you sent me that. I was like, sir, you won. We're done with this topic for tonight. Uh, Have a good it. night. <laughs> <laughs> You, I just you, need them you, to do you that win. One time in the ring. Just just give me that one time, T Bar. Come on. All right, let's keep moving through this here. We've got the Raw Tag Team Championship matchup, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. It seems like the matchup that just won't end. These two teams have gone against each other back and forth for so long now. Um, and it, again, so there's there's there is a story here, but it's just not impactful. It's not one that I really care about. And I love all the people in this match. Like, everyone here, I'm rooting for them. Street Profits and NXT, they were great. The crowd loved them. They were just awesome. The energy, you felt it. You know, and on Raw, they kind of started out slow with, they were just kind of, you know, doing the the intros and trying to be the MCs of the shows. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it it was an interesting way to bring them in, but I felt like that maybe went too long. But... Then they got their opportunity uh, to, to rust for the championships. Now they're champions. Cool. But there's not really a, like a, a story that you can really sink your teeth into with the Street Profits to say, okay, like the, you know, anything you can do, I can do better was funny. But at the same time, too, at some points you were like, all right, now what? Like, where are we going with this? 
So, you know, I just feel like this is another situation now with the Street Profits where, okay, they're going against Andrade and Angel Garza, who have been feuding with each other as much as they've been feuding with the Street Profits. And I've seen this before. I kind of was hoping that it would have been another team, maybe, that would have went against the Street Profits. But here we are again. So I'm going to pick the Street Profits just because I feel like it's it feels predictable. It, and to your point, Joey, maybe they go the other way just because yeah. it just, it's too predictable. But, you know, I just feel like this is going to be, all right, rinse and repeat, Street, Prof- Street Profits are going to win, and that's it. We move forward with the Andrade Angel Garza split. But I don't know. What's your guys' take? Yeah, with me, obviously I got, you know, I got Street Profits. They're, they're megastars, they're superstars. They really don't even don't need the titles anymore. Like, if they wanted to drop it to Garza and give them to Garza so they can actually build this this tag team, but it, it seems that's not in the picture. Uh, but with with Montez and, and Dawkins, like, they're, they're dynamite in the ring. They're gold, so I, that's why I like them. It's yeah. just I feel like, like, what are we – so on the other side, their opponents, what are we doing with them? Like <laughs> – like rinse and repeat, just like you said, man. We're gonna do this again. I was I was ecstatic when I saw Dom, and yes, uh, was it Umberto? Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, Umberto go with that. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably get the tag team uh, tag team championship opportunity. Right, it seems like that that was the most predictable outcome right there. Uh, not Garza and uh, Andrade. Like we we did this show, we did this act already, but here we go again, man. This is like the fourth or fifth act. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm again. This it's a common theme. I think you know. I'm the same way. Every every time someone was in NXT and I heard that they were coming up, I would. I remember screaming at the TV, "No, <laughs> don't don't send them up, please." Because again, before I mean, I love it. I still love NXT. But when NXT was just on the network, it's really what to me what rejuvenated me as a wrestling fan. I love the mm. early NXT stuff. You know, especially. You know, all the way back when Sasha was there and even, you know, Bo Dallas when he was doing stuff there. Yeah, so yeah, I love yeah. the early NXT stuff so much that every time you see one of these these acts go up, you know, and, and we all know Vince is still in charge. Vince has no idea what to do anymore. He doesn't know what to yeah. do with these characters anymore. So yeah, yeah. as good as they are on the mic and in the ring, they're, they just feel like another team now. So, you know, th- this match, I-, I feel like, yeah, they're going to win. But, you know, with, with the guards, they're just setting for the other two to, to break up. It- it's The match is literally just there. Profits will, will obviously retain. And then uh, Andrade and Garza will just – something will happen. It'll, it'll, it'll officially start that feud in the singles division. And it's, it's, it just feels predictable again. It does. It does. And I wish they would just, just go ahead and do it. Like, we know it's coming, so let's just yeah, get there. Right. Let's just get to them being split or, up. Or do the opposite. Swerve it the other way. If we all know it's coming, don't give it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, all of a sudden they have this bond, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And they're this great team. If they right, were to maybe, do that. Right. Maybe they win the t- Again, Again, if I'm a writer, I go the other way. I make them win the title. And... You know, I still have that friction as champions for months and months and months and then build up a way bigger match down the road, you know, causing them to lose the title. And that mm-hmm. will really cause friction between them. And then that's, a, to me, a better storyline. 
And that might be where we're going with this uh, tag team, the women's uh, tag team. I was just team. about to ask yeah. about that, so yeah. that's a perfect yeah. segue. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's go into that one. So we've got the women's tag team championship matchup, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. And, yeah, to your point, Joey, I mean, that seems to be that, – that's perfect. exactly yeah. where we're going with that team. I mean, Nia and Shayna, they hate each other. They're, you know, it's the odd couple. You know, they can't stand each other. But they go out there, and as a team, they're so dominant. But, you like, slowly but surely, the buildup, when they lose those titles – Oh my goodness! Like yes. it's going to explode, and it's going to be fun to see them just go at it at that point. So yeah, I'm I'm getting more and more interested in that story. At first, when they were put together, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is this just you know for one match? How's this going to go? But yeah, they, I think the the slow play the long game. You know, have them stick together, have them team up, and still have them be at odds with each other. But then down the road. Have them just have that feud, and it'll be great. And so, yeah, because they, they've been teasing them fighting each other now for a while, even before they were teamed up together. And so to see them um, take this approach, it's interesting. I do like it. I do like it. Now, as, for, as far as this match, this is not where they lose the titles, in my opinion. Okay. I feel like there is no chance that that no. happens. No destruction is coming. Armageddon. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, Nia, Shayna, I think we're all in agreement there that's going to yes. happen. But just um, what are your guys' take? I will start with you, Joey, on, on this uh, matchup as it is. Yes, so going back to what I said earlier, I think the women's division, they just do it better. Everything around, all around, it's just a better division. And I think it has to do with a, with a smaller roster. They can concentrate on each character a little bit more, have a little bit more time to develop storylines. I love the Shane, the Shane and Nia storyline. I think it's going to be great. Once it explodes, I want to see them go at it. I think it's going to be so fun. She's the one person that I could see against Nia that legitimately feels like she could do something to her. You know, Nia is so big and so dominant that, you know, you, you don't see, obviously Ronda Rousey was another, but you don't see people in the ring with her and, and you don't say, yeah, I could, I could see um, Sasha beating that. up Nia. Yeah. I could, Sasha can't right. beat up Nia. <laughs> Nia use her with as a toothpick. You know what I mean? It's not going to work. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it just doesn't work. <laughs> so with Shayna, at least, you know, you feel like, okay, she could fucking kick her ass, I think. Maybe yes. she could do something to her. So it just feels, I love, whenever you can put a real element into any storyline, that's what I love. So, yeah, I mean, they have to win. If they don't win this match, I mean, I don't know what we're even watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got Shayna and Nia Jax uh, going over as tag team. Oh, well, defending and keeping the titles. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely enjoying this tag team. I, I love the whole buildup. At first, when they teased it, I think we were talking about this on this podcast of fees, and I compared it to when uh, The Bar, when they was doing it with Cesaro mm. and Sheamus, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you told me to drop that. You know, it's a dream. Forget about it. I was like, yeah, you're yeah. right. I didn't you know. It. I, didn't I was like, it. yeah, you're right. Like, no, no, just, no, don't do that to yourself. I was like, just stop, Devin. I'm going to help you. Don't do this to yourself. But <laughs> Yeah. Lo and behold, I, here we are. Right. And I see a little glimpse. I'm like, ah, see? Ah, ah. Right there, right there. I, you know? And and I, I love the little, little, little chemistry that you see. But you still see that the hatred for each other, too, at the same time, which they're right. doing perfect. So, right. And then I got to give credit. Tonight, Jax, she's a good, she's a good heel because I hate oh, her, yeah. and and because now the now every I think the evolved character of the heel is more of like uh, maybe to like your good friend Chris Jericho. You kind of you know uh, 
they're entertaining now. You know, they kind of toe that toe that line between good and evil now. They're not really everything is, is, is bits of gray. But if you can do that true heel character well to to like, oh, I hate you, but you're good yeah. too, right? You know, and I think that and I think that's Nia right there, and she fits that so perfect. Well, think about that celebration that she had like after they won the titles. And like that character's like all of a sudden it was an explosion. Like, where did this come from? There's so much. Right. There was so much life and energy from her yes. that you know, even though I was rooting against them because I'm Sasha Banks is my favorite female wrestler right now and maybe all time at this point. Mm-hmm. But for <laughs> me, like I was rooting so hard for them to to stay together as long as possible. I didn't want to see the split, although I do love the storyline. Um, and then it, you know it, it happened, and Nia wins, and then they're just going. She's she's like, yeah, woo, I love you, mom, woo, and I'm just like, yeah, cool. And then I'm starting to, they, she started to get me. So just you know, I feel like with what you're saying, Devin, about that heel persona that she has, it's starting like with her showing more of her character. It's starting to that's what's starting to reel me in, like the the having fun while being just this this like bully badass character you know i just feel like there's a little bit of both like yeah she could be intimidating but at the same time like i can kind of like i don't know not relate to her just being happy about winning the championships and being excited about just like having something good so i don't know it's just it was a nice way to kind of give her more character just that one moment and it's just i think that momentum is still going so yeah i just um i I feel you, and the dream is alive, Devin. Your dream for that tag team to work yeah. is alive, so I stay directed. You know, you know, just even going all the way back to, like, the Total Diva stuff, Naya was a, was a person that you, you legitimately didn't like. She wasn't likable, yeah. like, with the other characters on that show. And, you know, in real life, that's when I say, you know, whatever you can kind of toe that line between reality and, and the storylines, that to mm-hmm. me is what every, every time it works. You know, when I'm growing up, I believed Roddy Piper was really a miserable, you know, yes. guy that would hit Lou Albano <laughs> over the head with a gold record. That's what I want. I want to, even though it's, you know, I'm not all kayfabe all the time. I want to live in kayfabe. I want to live yeah. where that I believe Nia, I don't look, I really don't like her. You know what I mean? There's a real, yeah. yes. I don't like this person because she's a nasty person to everyone else. And toe that line a little bit when you put her on camera. That's what I love about this storyline. Yeah, yeah. Not to harp too much on Nia, but like when she when she broke Becky's nose, yes. and then she was taking credit for that. Yeah, like, yeah, I did it. I did it. I'm the reason why this all happened, and she's all popular, and she's yeah. the man. It's because of me. And I'm saying, like, it, saying it with Damn. that Valley Girl cadence too. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is so annoying, and I hate it. Like, and if like, that whatever. whole situation doesn't tell you exactly what's right and what's wrong with wrestling, I don't know what does because mm. that her breaking Becky's nose makes Becky the biggest star in the world for the yes. next year and a half. If Becky's no, yep. obviously they're still going to push her maybe, but she never becomes the man. Never, all that stuff never happens to Becky. Happen. All yeah. because of something that real unscripted happened yep. and they went with it. That's what they need. Uh, yes. let, the, let the dice roll. Some of it's going to fall on its ass and some of it's going to be absolute gold. I'd rather have crap and gold than all mediocre. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling, you can always re- fall back to history to help you out. So when you told that story about Nia Jax making Becky Lynch by throwing that punch and she had the bloody nose, I remember like my favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all time. And Owen Hart, they were going at it. He did a power driver. Yes. He broke his freaking neck. 
Yep. What happened the next night? Owen Hart comes out with a shirt saying 316, I just broke your neck. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this guy, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't script that. It's perfect. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's keep moving on. So here we've got, man, this is going to be a fun one here. The ladder match, triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Um, so there's there's two answers for me on this one in terms of predictions. What I believe is going to happen and what I guess kind of the troll in me wants to see happen. So <laughs> I think Jeff Hardy is going to win the match. But something in me just wants to see Sami Zayn come out of this and say, I told you, I told you I was the real champion. I just think it'd be different and fun and you just wouldn't shut him up. And like, I don't know, I just feel like that would be TV that I I would be interested in tuning in to see like, wow, how much of a annoying asshole is he going to be on SmackDown, you know, after winning and, and saying, yeah, see, you guys, I told you I never lost and I still didn't lose. So, but I think Jeff Hardy, if I'm, you know, thinking with my, my head instead of my heart, I'm thinking that Jeff Hardy probably wins the belt uh, with the story they're telling. One person's calling him a, him a fraud. The other one's calling him a cheat, you know, and he just, it still feels fresh that he just won the belt. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with Jeff as the official pick, but damn if I don't want Sami Zayn to win this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, the, for me, I always think, not end of storyline, I think, okay, how do we, go, what do we do after this point? So to me, right. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think that's how WWE writers think. I think they go, okay, right. let's make Jeff win, and everyone's going to feel good, and we're going to do this, and that's, uh, and <laughs> yeah. then, then on Raw the next night, they're going to go, uh, what do we do? Now what? Right. But, but your storyline is so much better. So much yeah. better you make Sammy win that way. That whole thing has legs for another six months, six, four months, yes. six months, whatever you want to do. Rather than yep. Jeff wins, where do you go from there? Done. What do you do? You've, yeah, it's a right feel-good in. moment. Yeah, we want it. Everyone probably thinks it's going to happen. But what do you do after that? Nothing. Right, right. You just start something. They're going to probably start something fresh, right, for no reason. I'm sorry, Debbie, yeah. go ahead. No, no, it's all good, man. And honestly, I don't think Jeff needs the title either. And it's crazy, no please. You you beat me to the punch because if you would have went me first, I would have said I'm going. I'm going with Sami Zayn. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the reason because he needs he needs to have he needs to come back on Friday. See and tell you. See, I told you, I, told I you am so. the real champion. Yes, everybody's <laughs> a fraud. You're yes. a fraud, AJ Styles. <laughs> You're a fraud, Jeff Hardy. He needs to come out there with that bravado, that gusto. And say I am the champion, man. So I got hundred percent all the way. Oh man, Sami Zayn. And plus, man, that 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 <laughs> that match they had on last week between yes. AJ Styles, Sami yes. Zayn. That was a great match. Good match. Great Good match. freaking match, man. Yeah. I'm like, and they're gonna kill it on the ladder match. So they are. I, I'm ready for this. I, I, lo- I love show. to. I love to see Sami. Not gonna happen. I hate to say it. I, I, I you know, it's. I agree. With, uh, I agree with voice you. Of reason. A, a thousand percent. But just you know track history you know you look back you say you know yeah they're not going to look past this pay-per-view they're not going to look to say yeah sammy can go do that the next night or do this you know a following uh show that he's on so they're not they don't look past it you know their own nose they they finish a storyline and they got nowhere to go yeah, see, this is funny because, Devin, you started to get my hopes up, and then, Joey, you just, you just brought me back to reality. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> You're right. 
You're right. <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But we'll see. You know, maybe they surprise us, but the likelihood is they won't. They won't. Um, all right, let's get into the tag team championship match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Lucha House Party, Kalisto, Grand Matalik, and Lince Dorado. Pretty sure it's going to be Grand Matalik and Lince Dorado with Kalisto still saying he's the leader and being the manager, coach, you know, of the team. Um, this storyline, so I think there's some actually an interesting aspect of the storyline with Kalisto and Lince Dorado getting more airtime um, and the whole like, okay, he was away for a while. Uh, Lince and Grand Matalik figured it out as a tag team without him and then he comes back. And he's like, wait, no, I'm the leader. I'm the one that tells you guys what to do. And they're like, no, you've been away and we're actually okay. So I think there is an interesting storyline there. Um, With Cesaro and Shinsuke, they're not really, I feel like they're kind of just there in the storyline. I don't know how to describe them, but I feel like this is more about what I'm interested in and what I'm invested in is more the Grand Matalik, Lince Dorado, Kalisto, like, all right, what's going to happen with them after they lose, basically? Like, okay, how are they going to, you know, go forward from here? Is is they're going to turn their back on Kalisto? Is Grand Matalik going to leave both of these guys? Because really, you see Kalisto and Lince Dorado kind of, you know, being the ones that are trying to tell him what to do even during during his yeah. last match on SmackDown. So maybe he just... Like, there's so many aspects to this <laughs> that I feel like that's what I'm going to be watching for. The match, we've got some talented guys in the ring, so that's going to be fun. But it's that story right there that I'm most interested in. Now, prediction, I kind of let the cat out the back there. I think it's going to be Cesaro and Shinsuke retaining because, again, story-wise, I feel like I'm more interested in, okay, let's put another log on the fire to see, like how this is going to like break apart you know at the end and and then we have so many feuds we can do within lucha house party once they split up so cesaro and shinsuke is my pick for those reasons i wish i had a a lot of educated things to say about this unfortunately this is where i usually have my you know my three times fast forward on on smackdown (laughs) so so, you know i i i I don't know much about the storyline unfortunately I was a big Shinsuke guy when he first started with the company. Mm. I loved him so much. I, I Everybody thought, you know, was, unfortunately. He, yes. He's someone that I can't even watch anymore. Unfor- I can't. If, if he's on a segment, I have to fast forward it. I'm, it's not that I hate him. I'm so upset yeah. with what, it, what he is right now. I can't yeah. watch anything yeah. he's on. I fast forward it immediately. Yeah. So I, I, I have no prediction, no say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, hey, I totally hey, respect I and that. agree with you so yep. much. Like with Shinsuke, it's just been amazing to me. I remember on when he debuted on SmackDown because I was, like you said, it was one of those like, oh, no. But the crowd yeah. was singing along with his entrance song. They were with him, and it was like I had goosebumps. I was like, wow, yeah, this is going to work. Right, this is going to work. Yeah. Me too, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then little by little, you can see, like, after, you know, the AJ Styles feud, it just downhill, and then they change his music, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. here we go. This is this is not going to work out. And, you know, and I hate to sit, listen, I'm not going to knock him. I know he's Japanese and stuff, and his, his English is not great. But I do think it has a lot to do with it. I, you know, I, I'm yeah. a big promo guy. I'm a big, you know, storyline guy. So, you know, his interviews, unfortunately, you know, you got to always – show the strengths and hide the weaknesses, right? So I yeah. think, you know, they, they show so much of him on the mic where he's doing these weird overacting faces and stuff where I just I just think 
he's lost he's become like a caricature of himself and yeah, it's mm. it just not working anymore yeah no i agree wow. i agree yeah a parody of himself where you yeah. at with this Devin? uh wow 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 yeah well i yeah i'm gonna go with uh, the champions lounge you know <laughs> that's what they call themselves man it's true yeah but to your point i've definitely been enjoying the the sub the sub story with lindsay and grand and elite and Kalisto, you know and lindsay and, and Kalisto going at it and grand and elite just trying to be in the middle man just you know being just calm calm everybody down i and that's been more exciting to me of than what you know Cesaro and Shinsuke are doing, man, which is sad, man. And to your point, that sucks for. Uh, to your point, Joy, that sucks for uh, Shinsuke, man. You know, like he was the biggest star coming out of NXT, and there was that hope, you know, of of uh, you know when the crowd reacted, even when he went heel and turned on, you know, AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I think like, oh, okay, there's a fresh breath there. There is hope, you know. They kind of flubbed it the first time. Maybe we could do it again. You know, heel, and then we went down this road. I think the first two matches with AJ Style was yeah. so subpar, and then the last match with Money in the Bank when me we and were we there, went, yeah. we was there. That was the best best match yeah. they you know they had. Luckily, we was there, but after that, you know, their rivalry was at the end of the day was subpar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it is what it is. Unfortunately for yep. for Shinsuke, you know, this with Cesaro, it's two guys who I respect a lot. Yep. I mm-hmm. wish that. You know, they had gotten better runs in the WWE and just been handled better. Um, but, you know, right now it's, it's you know, it is what I'm not really that, that interested in their side of the story. It's more the Lucha House Party, the breakup, the inner turmoil. So we'll see what happens with that. But it'll be a good match, I'm sure. Um, let's get back to the, the women's division here. We've got the SmackDown Women's Champion, one of the greatest women's champions of all time in Bayley. Heel Bailey going against Nikki Cross uh, for the title. So um, you you had mentioned briefly Joey Bailey. So you you've been catching some of her, what do you think of her heel persona and kind of the evolution of it because she was a huge baby face on yeah. NXT and then the transition into the heel like you know was kind of up and down yeah. and now you see where she's at. So what what was your take on all this? So I, I love Bailey. I love all versions of Bailey. I love baby face Bailey. I love heel Bailey. But I did think at the time. They blew the transition. I thought when they first did it, I said, really, this is how you're going to do it. You're not going to. I mean, to me, it's just common sense in the ring. You make her chop off that ponytail right in the ring and show everyone. You know, I mean, to me, that's if that doesn't show she's turning. It's just so obvious to me. Do it. Or even I I hate to even say this. Have her have her go into the audience. Have have it set up. She chops the little girls in, in the audience hair off too. You know what I mean? It would have been it would have been just it would have been so good. But wow, yes. Obviously, it would have been a setup. Of course, it would have been you know. Yeah, oh yeah, of but, course, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> but the visual of that, you would be like, holy oh, shit, well, man! People, Bailey's going crazy. People Her biggest fan, lost, that girl, just yes, of course, it. they would have lost their minds. But you know, I yeah. did think they blew that transition because it wasn't. It was like a like a slow little crawl, which was weird at first, and I didn't know what they were gonna do. But now that she's now that she feels it and she's doing the right thing, I love it. I, I think it's so good. I'm not a big Nikki Cross guy. She's okay. She's a little annoying to me for after a while. But everything Bailey does, I think, is is gold. I you know I, I, I can't imagine Nikki's winning anything here. No, you know, no, but no, um, no. I love all Bailey's work. Everything she does. Yeah, same. I I, I can't see 
Bailey losing this. I can't see Nikki winning. I think Nikki, too, that's another one where in NXT she had gotten to a certain height. And then it seemed like WWE, they just didn't know what to do. And then they changed her character. And now she just seems like a hollow version of what she used to be. Yeah. So, and, you know, her with Alexa Bliss, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, her character still, I'm just not. I actually am more interested if her and Alexa do have this you know, they, they break up officially if Nikki goes back to who she yes, used to be. Yes, Like, that could be interesting. Or maybe the swerve is, we all think, hey, it's Alexa Bliss that, you know, is really being affected with The Fiend and she's doing all this. But what if, like, Nikki Cross ends up trying to, you know, confront The Fiend? What did you do to my friend? And then she gets changed <laughs> by The Fiend and then becomes, you know, more of who she used to be, like... Dude, I don't know. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm emailing WWE right now. If they don't put you... <laughs> see? See? Hold on. See? I'm not the only one, Afiz. Because... See? If, if, to me, you should, you should not release this podcast because that's the storyline. Because what? So perfect. I'm, I might have to yeah. hire you to write some of the episodes of Joey Listen to. So, so well thought. Dude, so smart. So right on the money. What you said. Her, her character ever since she's with Alexa just flat and weird but if they do what you said then it all makes sense then it all works and it's gold which means there's no chance they're gonna do it right exactly (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) at the end they're not gonna do it yes yes fantasy booking one-on-one over here right right (laughs) Devin, where do you stand on this one oh yeah man i i got bailey you know it's it's crazy how her, her her character evolved going from you know from face bailey to to heal to you know when she was first healed she was we was calling her a a relevant champion even charlotte you know deemed her that and we kind of just believed that you know like just take the title off and give it to charlotte we even saying that because she's not doing anything with it she seems like she's acting like more of a chicken shit heel of anything yeah uh but no when it, it started to happen when she got paired up with sasha yes and you start to see the 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 evolution of her character more of the the gusto. I love like like I told Hafiz. I love a cocky heel. I love a cocky heel that that's they they just so much believe in they shit. Like you, you, you got me and but ba- yes. Bailey is doing that beautifully, man. You know so yeah. So I, I'm going with Bailey, but with with Nikki, you know we we've been there, done that before. Uh, it's sad that that they're this is what they're just using her. It seems like they're just using her as as u- utility yeah. uh, uh, purpose right here. And yeah. Well sad, said, man. yeah, well said. And, you know, we, we've seen this matchup so many times, too. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they give us something that just makes it a little bit more interesting this time around. I think the, the maybe the bigger question, too, with this matchup is, will it be, will we see Alexa? Will we see Sasha in this matchup, or will it be clean? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping something happens, something interesting happens in this whole, in this whole thing. Um, there was even, um, I think I was talking to somebody about, you know, Sasha Banks, and Sasha maybe even helping Bailey to retain just to be like, nobody's beating you except for me. Right. Like, mm. you said I'm useless? Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you're going to win because of me, nice. and then I'm going to be the one to take the belt yes. off of you. So yeah. that, too, might be something that, that we see happen. Well, that's been like. the story. Uh, that's been the narrative when you think about right. it. Like, yeah. you know, Bailey's been winning, defending her belt because of Sasha. Of yeah. Sasha. Of they Sasha. won the tag team titles because of right. Sasha. Right. You know, and now but they Bailey lost might the tag be annoyed. I mean, yeah. Bailey be annoyed, like, well, just let me finish my own matches. Right. And I don't need you. And, and then Sasha <laughs> just keeps interfering and keeps helping her in spite of her. Like, just, 
Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, those two are together doing anything to me just works. It just, They're you know, gold. and again, that's like you said too, Devin, that's when Bailey became the Bailey we like right now because when she was by herself at first and it just wasn't working, when, when it just feels like she, when she had Sasha next to her, she just got the vibe more. She just felt it more. So anything they're doing together just feels to me like it works. Yeah. Maybe Sasha was, you know, behind the scenes, but actually helping her out. Yeah, you know, tell I don't her doubt to be it. More of a badass. This yeah. is, I think, what she you should do, you know, because Sasha in NXT, Sasha heals Sasha. Oh, oh my god, so yeah. good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so oh man. man, yeah. So I'm pretty sure she was, you know, letting her give us some, you know, some tips on how to be that badass heel. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we are at the last two matches of the night. I'm not sure which way they're going to go in terms of the main event. Um, this one, it's showing me Roman Reigns versus Paul, versus uh, versus Paul Heyman versus Jey Uso. That would be a match. Uh, wait, is that the top bill? R- Roman so, or the other one? So that's the thing. Right now I'm looking at – so there's two sources. There's WWE.com and then there's uh, Wikipedia that I'm looking at. And it's it's a mixed bag. So it's, I'm not sure which one is going to be the top built one. I guess based off what we've seen, which one do you think is going to be or should be the main event based off of the build? I mean, I would assume McIntyre Orton is, is the main event. But just because to me – I mean, I like the Reigns and uh, Uso storyline, but – it just doesn't feel like as big a match to me. Right, right. Well, it feels like there is one purpose for this and one purpose alone. Right. And that is for Roman Reigns to kill Jey Uso. <laughs> that is it. And just of be course. like, hey, I'm a heel. Right. I'm putting my stamp on it. That's it. Destruction. So, but, you know, yeah, knowing, knowing Vince, that's that's got to be the main event. Roman, Roman <laughs> right. and, yeah, it's oh, got to yes. be. Yes. It's just, yes. you're right. Right, it's guy. Roman, it's his guy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, it's, yeah, yeah, I could see the guy, that. The guy that, that main evented four or five WrestleManias in a row. In a row, yeah. Which so. is, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any real debate on this one. Roman versus Jay. Roman is going to end up winning. It's just more like how short is this match Right, and, and what something else has to happen, right? We, we are assuming right. what is it going to be. It can't just be a squash and, you know, him – Roman laughing, whatever. It can't just be that easy. Something's right. got to happen, right? What What could it be? Maybe it'll get real violent, you know? Yeah. Like you said, I like the Joey Licious character. Let me show me that violence. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what we'll get. He'll right. take him out. Like, like he'll just get real right, brutal. Right. It'll get uncomfortable. Like, right. like rock, even rock maybe it to Foley with the chair when he's handcuffed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. yes. Right. Perfect comparison right yeah. now. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be the sick. only way, unless there's another some kind of run-in or a save or something, the only way to end that would be with such utter violence that you actually like, wow, this is this right. is yeah. messed up. Right. And I think the point, too, here is you've got to make us hate Roman. Like, yeah. really hate yeah. him for what he did. Like, it's yeah. just got to be like, you are a complete asshole. I cannot like, That was your blood. That's your cousin. Blood. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that look that he gave Jay. So they had a tag team <laughs> matchup, and they just won. And Jay actually thought he did a good thing. You know, he got the pin. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And they hugged. And Roman's smiling. Yeah, yeah. And then Jay walks away. And the look on Roman's Great. face, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to kill you. you it's working. I, I just, I don't know if it was a Should tweet today Roman sent. Or I forget. I, maybe it wasn't today, but it's the first day I saw it. He said something like, you know, the, all the WWE Universe fans, you know, they, they want this fast food delivered to them so quick. He said, listen, I'm making a steak right now. It, it's, it's cooking slow. It's on a slow boil. If you want to go, if you want a cheeseburger, go somewhere else. 
He said, I'm making a, I'm making a nice filet mignon here. So he said, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but, you know, right, right. he yeah. said something like that. And I said, yeah, you know what? I hope so. Let's if, if, if this this heel Roman stays around for a long time, I would love to see it more like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that. Well, I, I hope so because knowing WWE, we can't say you know for sure we're going to get what we want. But I hope so. I hope you're right that this is going to be truly a a slow burn, and and he's he's working on something, cooking up something real nice. For yeah, us, I so. think the end game yeah. is is maybe they're going to do rock. And reigns for WrestleMania. Yeah, since WrestleMania I think so. In Hollywood. Yeah. So if everything works out, if you know, with just the whole COVID, if they able, if they able to strategize and make this play out, I think that's what we're building to. Roman Reigns is, you know, he's just he's on one now. He's calling himself the Chief. Yeah. And right now, who's the biggest star? It'll be Rock. So they're going to build that, and yeah, I think. The question Roman is, Reigns when do they when do they start? Do they wait till the Rumble? Do they wait till after Survivor Series? When do they when do they start doing? When do they introduce the little hint of that? Not yet. See, I, I love a good long, still. good story storytelling, yeah. but. It's like WWE is like like to be on this fast track, and I yeah. notice every time that every time Wrestle uh, not WrestleMania but Royal Rumble, that's when they like to kick it. Oh, we're on the we're on the road, road to WrestleMania. To WrestleMania that's, right. that's that's their mm-hmm. phrase they use, and then the next next pay per view fast lane. We're on the fast lane to WrestleMania, which is so, <laughs> so stupid because you're telling the you're telling the fans, hey, don't forget, here comes the storyline for WrestleMania. Yeah, do, you don't do, you right. do the opposite. It's so it, oh. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, the the buildup, I feel like that, around that Royal Rumble time is probably when I would say they would try to fat, you know, fast track and say, okay, you know, he's going to name drop The Rock just you yeah. know, out of nowhere with other names. And then maybe social media, you have The Rock say something and then they go back and forth a little bit there. So, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm in for the long, long haul for the long, for the slow burn. Yep. Let's see that happen. I, I think it's going to yeah. have a lot to do with Rock's schedule too. I think if they can exactly. get him as yeah. early as now to do, to do an appearance now to, to, to flavor that storyline just a little mm-hmm. And then maybe we don't see him again till you know, after Survivor Series. And then we see him one more time to spice it up again. And then the real story builds, like you said, from the Rumble. Exactly. Yeah, man. He doesn't even need to be there. He could just cut, cut a selfie promo. Absolutely you know? right. Yep. You know, we're, in, we're all in this virtual space now. Yep. 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 All right. Speaking before we get to the to the last match. Speaking of the virtual space, um, watching it without fans, how has that been for you, Joe? It's it's really weird. You know, at first I couldn't watch it to be honest with you, um, and then I've kind of been like, okay, trying to look at it from a positive standpoint. Like, hey, you get to hear them, you know, talk trash a little bit more. In some cases, the ones that are really good, it enhances the story a little bit to be able to hear them trash talk with each other. But like, I guess, what's been your experience with with watching without fans? I I, I mean, I definitely hate it. I, I don't like anything about it i think the little bit of spontaneity that that wrestling had still today with the writers when i say wrestling i mean wwe is now it's really completely gone at least when you have that crowd and you never know you know i know i know you know vince and wwe hate when the crowd tries to take over the show and stuff but at least you knew there was an aspect of the show that wwe couldn't control fully and now that one little small element as small as it was is now that's gone too. Now it really mm-hmm. feels like we're just watching something that's written on paper, unfortunately. You know, when we have that crowd, we have the energy, you never know what chant is going to start, when it's going to start, what maybe the real reaction of a guy is going to be. 
mm-hmm. that little surprise element again you know i'm a big you know uh monday night war guy too so every week when nitro would go off the air on a cliffhanger and you didn't know what was going to happen that little bit of that suspense and surprise is what got you back next week and without fans in wwe right now that's just completely gone well, I think fans are like the blood f- flow, you know. They yeah. so sometimes they could dictate the match if it's going to be good or not, you know, just by the chance. That's why I love watching NXT UK takeover shows because those fans go, oh boy, those yeah. fans go hard. <laughs> they they come up man. with they come up with the most innovative uh, chance I ever heard. You know, like you take Absolutely. one shoe off, you t- <laughs> you know yeah, that right. that chant. It's I, I was like, okay. You know, then when we first heard the Bailey chant, uh, you know, oh, you uh, want to oh, be yeah. my girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's when Love we it. first heard it there. Ooh, yeah. I, I want to know yes, if yes. you be my girl. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, so that's, I, what, I, that's what makes – and, again, if you talk to any wrestler, I'm sure you guys have talked to them before, they, they work their matches based on what's happening with the crowd. If the crowd's not into it, they're moving along. They're – they're going to go to the finish early or they're going to change the tempo, whatever they're going to do. It's all fed off what's happening, what the reaction is. And that's what any live event should be. If you're going to mm-hmm. see something, whether it's theater, whatever it is, it's all based on crowd reaction. And they, they don't have that freedom to kind of see what we're, what we're thinking. And, you know, I mean, I guess with the Thunderdome, they have it a little bit. But, I mean, it is a little bit better now with that. But, it's, of course, it's not live fans. But they're doing the best as they can. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, we are at the main event for the WWE Championship. We have Drew McIntyre, the WWE Champion, going against Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Um, so this matchup here, both these guys, I mean, they've been putting a lot of work trying to build up this matchup. Um, we've had even Keith Lee thrown in to try to swerve us a little bit to say, hey, maybe Randy's not going to make it and Keith Lee will be in there. Um, but we ultimately did get back to Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton being in this matchup. Now, uh, for me, ambulance matches or gimmick matches for the title as the main event, I'm sometimes like, ah, I don't know about how I feel about that. I usually like... All right, if we're going to, you know, do a title change or something like that, I want to see it be just a clean matchup. Or, I mean, if it's a heel like Randy Orton, yeah, he can cheat or he can do that. But there's something about, like, tables matches and ambulance matches and, like, buried alive matches. That sometimes it's just like, is this the way that this should go down for the main event for the title if there's going to be a title change? Um, so, you know, I think because these two guys have been doing such great work, I'm like, oh yeah, it's an ambulance match, cool, whatever. But these two guys, they've had, they have me invested to the point where I'm just willing to say, hey, let me go into this, let me enjoy this, let's see what happens. And I'm kind of alluding to what I'm predicting here because I'm saying title change. I feel like we will see a title change here. I'm going, I see you smiling, Devin. I'm going with my guy, Randy Orton, <laughs> the Viper, to pull this off. Because also, too, I'm thinking long-term storytelling. I do see... My vision here, my hope here is that we get Drew McIntyre to get that moment with the crowd. Like, let's say next WrestleMania, they do find a way to have a crowd there. It would be amazing to see Drew McIntyre get that moment to be able to say, hey, he won it. Crowd pops. He's got the fireworks, everything going off. And we tell this long story maybe with Randy Orton with the with the title. And he beats him at the end of the day. Um, that would be awesome. So kind of pulling for that story with this prediction here. But uh, Randy Orton, I feel like if he loses, 
then I'm like, okay, then what? What? Where are we going from here? I'm not. I'm not sure what we do. Maybe Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. That's that's a possibility. But I just feel like Randy winning kind of opens the door for all right. Now Drew that the chase that you talked about. You know where we see Drew chasing for that title again. You know how does he pick himself back up after losing it? Um, and the ambulance match provides a protected loss in a way. Because there's so many ways, like, he could just get, you know, slip on the banana peel and fall right. into the ambulance, you know? Like, <laughs> it just happens. Right. doesn't mean, you know, Randy's better than him. So, you know, for all right. those reasons, I'm thinking Randy winning, it would make sense. I'm, I'm going with that as my pick. Yeah, again, I don't have that much invested in this match, unfortunately. I, I, I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. I think he's absolutely amazing. I think he could absolutely be a superstar. Of course, same thing as always. When he came up, I was screaming, no, I don't want it to happen. You know, I'm way more fascinated in anything that's going to happen if he's involved in any way. You know, to me, never a big Drew McIntyre fan. A little flat for me. Doesn't Just doesn't do anything for me as far as storyteller, wrestler. I know he's a big monster, but just doesn't do it for me. I'd much rather see... Randy get another run with it. I don't know. Are they going to have Drew chase him again? I don't know. Does it, it? I know the payoff would be in front of a crowd, like you said, finally. But yeah. I don't. Is it? Does he have that drawing power that they were hoping that he would have? I don't personally see it. I would much rather see one of these guys out of the picture. I mean, I know they were teasing the Drew uh, Keith Lee thing, but I would much rather see Randy win it and then Keith Lee bury him somehow. You know, really take it from him or really show okay mm. i can get the legend randy orton and i i'll, I'll take i can take it from him because to me if he mm. takes it for, if you know if, if keith lee eventually takes it from drew or something like that it's just it's not as big a deal that's true it doesn't have as much impact that way yeah you know with randy though that big the legend killer yeah be a right team time champion like that would do so much to elevate keith lee i i totally agree with you there um, yeah, I like your take. Devin, what, what do you say to, the, to all this? I'm going to go with your man, Randy Orton, man. I'm going I'm to go with Randy Orton. He's going to capture his, his what, fourth team title reign. fourteen, yeah. Fourth team off of Drew Epic McIntyre. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, because Rick said he wanted him to, 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 to get that and break his, his record. record. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, his record. Not John Cena's, you know, <laughs> his record. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I got, I got Randy Orton, not Drew. But I think what they're going to do is they might – I have a feeling they're not done with Keith Lee. And I feel like they're going to tell this story in a, maybe in a, in a three-way now. So, yeah, Randy, yeah, uh, Randy Orton is going to be at top of that mountain. But now you're going to have Drew and Keith Lee both competing, trying to – both climbing to get to top of that mountain. So I, I believe that's how the story is going to go now. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I love I mean, that idea. Do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, if, if if Drew loses to have both of them chasing, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, they they started out as being actually both champions kind of training together for their, you know, respective NXT championship match and right. the WWE championship match. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee gets called up. They're still kind of buddies until Keith Lee catches Drew saying, hey, you know, I actually helped you. I saved you when you went against Randy. Remember? <laughs> and then Keith Lee, you know, takes a little personally. So they're, they're slowly building their kind of like rivalry and maybe both of them trying to ascend at the same time. 
um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, coming into this, I wasn't – I'm, I'm picking Randy, but I'm like, ah, the Drew pick is so easy. You know, it could be just lazy writing, you know, for, for WWE just say, hey, he's our guy. Let's just have him win this ambulance match. But the more interesting story, I feel like, yes, put it on Randy and then let's see what happens. Let's see who's going to be that next guy to try to challenge him, you know, and, and lead that into take it all the way to Mania. You know, I would I would be totally for that. And there's still the, you know, the whole thing with Edge. Will he be healthy around that time? Will they put him yeah. in that title picture right, good with point. Randy Orton? I forgot time? all about it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what, what comes of that one. But, yeah, so we all, sounds like we all have Randy Orton winning the yep. main event, becoming the new WWE champion, so that that is that, and for this for this uh, preview, this prediction show of the uh, Clash of Champions card, Joey, thank you so much for for going on this ride with us and doing these predictions. Now, believe it or not, it, it it actually got. I had no interest in the pay per view. You know, I was gonna like I said, I was gonna skim through it. Now I feel a little more pumped about it. Now I might have to tune in live. We'll see. <laughs> awesome, We've done our job. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Joey, thank you so much. I know we're right. We're just about right at time with you. We want to thank you once again for being a part of this show with us. You know, it's definitely a privilege and an honor to be able to have you and speak with you. Again, the book, Wrestling with Joey Licious, out on Amazon. Get your copy. Get two copies. Get it to your friends. Tell your <laughs> friends about it. Let's get this book out there. Let's keep it at number one and keep it rising to the yes. top of the charts. Guys, thank you yes, so much yes, for having man. me. It was so much fun. I, I, I really, like, like I said, I love the show. I love your takes on everything um of course please any you know you follow me on social media i'm at joey casada across social media at uh j-o-e-y-c-a-s-s-a-t-a twitter facebook instagram you could find me all the stuff we talked about too including the shorts of joey licious all on my youtube page joey casada and everything joey licious is also on amazon you can get the book on amazon i think it's like 13 bucks on amazon all the shorts are streaming on amazon Check it out if you're a fan of wrestling and, like, 80s comedies. I think you'll love it. Awesome, awesome. And then, Devin, tell the people where they can hear the Cartier Wrestling Podcast. Oh, yes, 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 all the time. So you can always follow us on the various social platforms. I'll go over Instagram, hit that follow button. That's Clark underscore street underscore wrestling. You can always follow us on Twitter as well. That is Clark underscore wrestling. And, by the way, man, we hit over 200 followers, too. On our Twitter page. So it's, that's, that's this great accomplishment right there. You know, started from zero. Now we got over 200 followers on our Twitter page. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That leads me to Facebook. You can always follow us on Facebook, too. Search for the Clark Street Facebook page. And you, we are currently at 97 followers. We're getting close to 100. So we're three followers away for turning this Facebook page into a Facebook group wrestling page. And last, but certainly not not least, <laughs> your favorite. Yes, TikTok. <laughs> yes, yes, TikTok, the ever-growing monster. I must feed it. I must always feed this monster. And of course, my daughters stay hating on my they TikTok page. Yes, yes, they hating on my TikTok page. So thank you, daughters. I appreciate the hate. It just lets me know I'm doing it great. And you can always follow our TikTok page at Clark underscore Street underscore Wrestling. And you can always listen to us on every popular uh, podcast app. Uh, you got Spotify, 
Anchor, doesn't matter. Just surf for Clark Street. We have a plethora of episodes. We've got 150 episodes and counting and for counting. your listening pleasure. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Then that is going to do it for this prediction show, Clash of Champions. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. Again, thank you, Joey. That's it. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.